Hello, hello. This is Aaron. And this is Kaya. Welcome to another episode of Bravo While Black. We are ending Black History Month on like the best note possible. We have Barry from Southern Charm, New Orleans in the house while on Zoom. And we're just so ecstatic. How are you, Barry? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Amazing. Like, we want to thank you for coming. Um, I don't even know if you saw this, but like, uh, you know, we made our page in our podcast last year. And like, one of the most like viral things that we did, one of the first ones were like a campaign to bring Southern Charm New Orleans back. We were literally having watch parties. We were tweeting about it. Right. Like, oh man, I love the love. We're enthusiastic about it, and we'll get into that later. But first, we want to start off with um, a Black history fact for the month of Black history. Aaron, you can go first. Yes, yes. Okay, so in 1981, broadcast journalist Brian Gumble became the first Black person to host a network morning show when he joined NBC's Today Show. So that's a fun Black history A media-based Black yeah. History Month fact. And mine, for the first time, even though I'm not athletic at all, I have an athletic <laughs> Black History fact. Um, the first Black athlete to win a medal at any Winter Olympics was Debbie Thomas. She also was the first and only African-American figure skating champion in the U.S. So Debbie Thomas, you guys, if you are into Give it up for Debbie. figure skating, athleticism, any of that, shout out to Debbie. Um so obviously, Barry, other than starring in Southern Charm, New Orleans, which you want to mention a lot because we're obsessed with the show, you have so many like um, entrepreneurial things going on and you actually have like a new line, like a protein pancake line. You have like the personal training. You obviously like have the gym that we saw on um, Southern Charm, New Orleans. So we just want to talk to you about all of that. But before we get into that, do you watch Bravo at all? Like, do you watch any of the shows? Does Tamika watch any oh, of the shows? Come on. <laughs> Tamika, Tamika loves Bravo. She loves everything Bravo. Um, she, she's become friends with um, a lot of the girls from, you know, Housewives, uh, Potomac, uh, Housewives, uh, Orange County, Housewives, Atlanta. You know, we just we flew into Cynthia Bailey for Cynthia uh, Bailey's wedding um, a few months ago. Uh, yeah, we, we saw Tamika in the Real Housewives of Atlanta mid-season trailer, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, it's our girl. <laughs> that was good times. You, um, you probably don't watch like Bravo regularly. Did you watch New Orleans when it was on? I'm gonna be totally honest with you. Like, yeah, please. We, we we would get the episodes uh, the Friday before they aired, so we could know what to live tweet about. Um, when it was actually happening. So we won't be blindsided by anything. Um, so right. I, would, I would watch the episode, you know, while I'll do cardio or something at the gym, I'll put the episode on and watch it. And really, I would just tweet. I would just want to tweet about it, you know, on Sunday when it came on. But, you know, I would have to sit down and watch it with Tamika, you know, because she, she's a perfectionist. So she kind of like dissects the episode. Um, and then we watch it again together on Sunday. But um, if I had it my way, it would. I watch it on Friday. Tweet about it on Sunday. Yeah. For the next episode. 
Yeah, for sure. Because I know that some husbands are like really, really into like Bravo and they watch kind of like every Housewives episode, which is like yeah. give it up for them. But then some people are like, oh, I only watch the scenes that I'm in. And I'm like, you know what? That I can't be blame you. I get that. <laughs> That's the thing is, um, I think Tamika and I are one of the first couples that was actually uh, a cast on any like Bravo show. Uh, usually the husbands are just like the sidekicks. They're the husbands. Yeah. They the parties leave. You know, they don't really play a, a big role in, in any of the, the Bravo shows. But you got main bill, billing, like you got top billing, so you were yeah. like a part of yeah. it, and that's like so amazing. But um, we also want to ask, how are you and the family? We saw online that your daughter got accepted to her high school of choice. Yeah. Um, congratulations for that, and yes, we just congrats. really hope that you guys have been doing good during this pandemic and, um, you know, all the things that are going on. How's the family? The family is fantastic. Like you said, Rainey got accepted to uh, her one and only high school of choice. Here in, in New Orleans, you know, to, to go to a good school, you, you pretty much have to pay for it. It has to be a Catholic school or a private school, which you actually pay tuitions. Um, but you can only apply for one. So that's the trick. So yeah. you have to choose wisely, you know, and that was her first choice and only choice. And she got accepted. So we, we're very excited about that. We had a, a picnic for her yesterday at, at City Park, and uh, she's still smiling today. So Beautiful. That, that just warms my heart. Then Hunter's doing great. He's a freshman at Loyola University playing basketball. He just made the dean's list. So, Oh, my God. Give it up for that black <laughs> excellence. Yeah. Like, that's so, amazing. Yeah, we, have, we, have, we were blessed with wonderful kids. Um, a little lazy, but, you know, you got to pick your battles. You know, they do well in school, excel in sports, and they stay out of trouble. They're very respectable. Uh, I always they, say work smarter, not harder. And that's probably what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> they're like doing. yeah they're not they're to play the system. And, you know, Tamika's great. Um, you know, she's doing well. She's been a morning news anchor now. She got a promotion during the pandemic. Uh, I told her, I said, who gets a, a promotion during the during pandemic? During the pandemic. When People are losing jobs and she, you know, got a, got a promotion. And so she's doing some things behind the scenes, you know, uh, she wants to get more into the um, directing, you know, the uh, executive producing shows and stuff like that. So she's doing some, she has some projects, she has some irons in the fire. So um, just staying busy. You know me, I'm the entrepreneur of the family, you know, yeah. always throwing spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. Then uh, let's get into that. Like, yeah, tell us yeah. about, like, you know, the, the Fit Pro Factory first. Like, tell us what's going on with that. How has it been, um, you know, since the pandemic started? Because I know, like, gyms and stuff are, like, tricky. Sometimes oh my have a capacity God. limit. Sometimes they're closed. Like, what is that yeah. like? Yeah. See, unlike Florida, we're not wide open. You know? Oh, yeah, we wide open. Florida and Texas <laughs> are wide open. You know, but like, here in Louisiana, we still have restrictions. Um with the social distancing and uh, the capacity you can have and certain amount of square footage. So just before pre-pandemic, um, last, um, I want to say last February, um, I, I found that I've been in the, in the fitness industry for about 25 years, maybe longer. I'm dating myself by saying that. But I've been around the block a few times in the fitness industry. And I, we kind of realized that, you know, after you know, featuring Fuel Center Fitness on, on, on Southern Charm, New Orleans, we kind of realized that the fitness world, the fitness industry is kind of pivoting towards the more specialized, you know, exclusive group X, group X type uh, training, like smaller locations that um, people feel like they're exclusive to something, like a part of a fitness community, like, yeah. the, like Pier Bar and 
Hourglass and Orange Theories. And these places are, you know, less than like customizing feet, everything too. Less than three thousand square feet, and they're charging like one hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty dollars a month memberships. And people are going because they feel like they follow something exclusive. Um, so that's where, you know, at my gym fuel, we already were designing classes for group exercise that you can only get at fuel. So people were coming to our gym just to take our classes. So it made us more like a workout destination, not just a destination to work out. So pre pandemic, I was like, man, I think we need to take that component out of the gym and start a franchise. That's all group X classes. It's low overhead. You don't have to spend $300,000 on weight equipment like we did. It's, you know, it's basically like a nice open room that looks like a nightclub that you can go in, take a class and go home. Um, so that's when FitPro uh, was founded because, you know, it would have been called Fuel Fitness Factory, but mm-hmm. Fuel was taken when we did the um, federal trademark search. Yeah. Fuel was taken on a nationwide level. And I knew I wanted to take my franchise concept nationwide, not just local here in New Orleans. So we had to change the name. So, you know, after many weeks of like maybe 50 plus names and asking my family, my friends, my brother, who's my, like my right hand man, um, we came up with FitPro, which is short for fitness professionals. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a group X studio and it's all of our classes that we designed that you're going to get at FitPro. Um, but we want to do more than that. Uh, we want to be all inclusive where like me as a trainer, I would say, say if I were training you. And yeah, I'm not you, athletic at all. You say, Barry, <laughs> what, what's the best, um, what's the best protein to take? What's the best fat burners? What's the best pre-workouts? What's the best BCAAs? Um, and I will tell you, you would go to GNC or buy them a shop, buy that product. I wouldn't make anything off of that. You would just, you know, go there, use what I told you, my knowledge, and you purchase. Well, we want to make FitPro where it's all encompassing. Um, so you go, when you come in, you get onboarded like you were at a medical office. Like you sit down with the FitPro. We talk about your goals. Um, you get a meal plan with your membership. So if you're like a vegan or you want low carbs, high protein, we have um, – these templates of, of uh, meal plans that we design for people. You get that. Then we do like a body composition assessment on you, which is like gets your body fat and all that stuff. Um, every member gets a heart rate monitor. So when you uh, take a class, you put your heart rate monitor on. We have these big TVs on the wall. You can see all the different people, your heart rate zones. It changes colors. Uh, you can put little cool nicknames. So it makes it fun. Like you kind of compete against yourself. You kind of lose yourself. Because you just look at your square and like, oh, man, I'm in the blue. I need to get to the green. I got to, you know, work a little harder. Um, so we have supplements there. So we have supplements. We have nutrition. We have um, great classes. We have um, knowledge. Fit Pro. We have a, a, a Facebook uh, page for all the members. It's called Fit Pro 24-7. So if you, you're a member of Fit Pro, you have a question about anything about food, working out outside of the gym. We have challenges and stuff like that. If you, it could be 12 midnight. If you post a, a question on Fit Pro 24-7, you know, within a reasonable, reasonable amount of time, one of the Fit Pros is going to answer that question. So we want to make it like where you don't have to leave outside of our little box to get everything that's involved with uh, health and wellness. It's like an all-inclusive health and wellness place. My question right. is, okay, um, is there like an online program available for people who aren't like local to you? Yeah, okay. So like I keep saying pre-pandemic. 
So we, yeah. we, we totally designed this whole concept pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner actually lives in Fort Myers, Florida um, with FitPro. And we, you know, we were uh, doing the vetting process. We did webinars with people who saw it, loved the concept. And right before the pandemic, which was, I think we closed our few like March 13th, Ugh. 2020. We closed it down March 13th. The beginning of March, we had like one guy we were talking to in Tampa that went through four units. And we had people like in Minnesota and St. Louis that went through a unit, a unit. And then the pandemic hit. So it kind of like killed everything, you know? Yeah. It kind of knocked us off, you know, off our pedestal a little bit. You know, it killed Fuel, like Fuel Center Fitness, my gym. We closed it down, you know? Um, it was just too much to keep up. We didn't get any PPP assistance. Um, we were mom and pop, small gym. You know, all the big corporations were getting all the, the big buyouts and bailouts or whatever. Um, you know, our overhead was over 25000 a month at my yeah. gym, you know, and we just couldn't sustain it. So close that down, fast forward. Now, you know, things are starting to open up a little bit. Um, so we kind of, we opened our first location here in Metairie, Louisiana, and it's, it's going pretty good. You know, Mardi Gras is the New Year's for New Orleans. Yes. Like most cities in America, you know, January 1, everybody's running through the door talking about, I need to get in shape, New Year's resolutions, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Well, here, we have Jazz Fest, we have uh, Mardi Gras, so people don't really want to get on their fit until they get through all of that. You know, <laughs> yeah, all drinking. that drinking and good eating. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So after, you know, Mardi Gras is when, that's when our New Year's resolutions come in, you know. So since Mardi Gras, even though we didn't have it, People still go out of town. The kids are off a week anyway. So people were still like traveling, skiing, Disney World, stuff like that. Since they've been back, it's been picking up a lot this week. You know, thank so, God. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, we should have a fit pro in South Florida one day. Yeah, I've, that, that was going to actually be my next question. Once the pandemic is over, do you plan on opening any more locations? Like, and where where would you open those locations? Yes, of course. Um, see, the thing, like I said, we're a franchise. We're a licensed franchise. Um, so, like, if you go to fitprofranchise.com, people who are interested in opening FitPros, they go through the whole process. They fill out the application, and they go to the webinars, and we do the vetting process to make sure they qualify to be a franchisee because we don't want them to come in and not have enough capital and go out of business because for sure audited every year we have to we got to write down what locations closed and if it looks bad on us if like we open 30 and 10 closed down because inadequate funds so we have to you go through a vetting process with that so to answer your question if you know anybody in south florida that wants to open a fit pro <laughs> send them to that website man yeah, so we, we're open. We, we can put Fit Pros in 32 uh, states. Yeah, in in uh, in the USA, um, certain states have different laws, so it's harder to um, open franchises. So, but 32, we already licensed to open, and Florida's one. That's can, literally amazing. I can imagine they have a lot of inspections too. When you guys are actually at the gym, like, is it is it frequently like every week? Um, you think it would be, but really, um, I can think, I think they kind of instill that fear into you that they could show up, you know, <laughs> so you want to yeah. make sure that if they do, you want to have, you know, adequate, you know, stations with san- hand sanitizer stations, you want to have people spaced out, which is great for, for my, our place. Cause it's an open room. 
it's an open room. So we kind of get there early and we set up the, the benches. Everybody gets there on benches and rises and bars. And so you have your own little area you work out in. So the instructors kind of set them up to where they socially distance. Um, but knock on wood, we've never had anybody to come in and like say, hey, I'm, you know, inspecting your facility. We didn't even go put that out there. We just yeah. wanted to know, but God, thank <laughs> yeah. God, like you guys were able to bounce back in a different way. You know, one door closes, another opens. And like, this is something that I can see, you know, not only expanding in the future, but maybe uh, because you've had to kind of get creative and like shut it down and bring something back, it, it might create something that you didn't envision before so thank god for that and if you guys are listening if you know anyone with this money or you got the money (laughs) listen franchise this place support black businesses and definitely check this out so i'm sorry i didn't answer your question i talked so much i didn't answer your question (laughs) that was part of the whole fit pro concept is virtual classes kind of like yes peloton has the virtual classes like so if somebody wants to take my class in Boise, Idaho, we don't have a fit pro there. We're going to have a platform that has the classes and you can, it's like kind of like looking at a cable directory. You can pick Barry, Ed, Susan, whatever. And there's a list of classes. You click on it and they play. Um, so all of our classes can be done virtually. So that's part of the fit pro concept as well. See, yeah, that's exactly what um, we wanted to know because you already like, um, you already have your customers and everything that know you, but ever since you got on Bravo, like that opens to another um, audience, you know, so people, once you're able to launch that, people will definitely be interested in it. Yeah. And you know that fitness is your passion. You like said that on the show, it was very apparent since like episode one. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. someone to trust, someone to support. And, you know, what about these protein pancakes i think that's kind of like a new a new concept that i saw that you launched can you tell us about that yeah so um in season two um i introduced my line of protein pancakes which are called pound cakes and it's a play on words uh older people think i'm talking about pound cake like a cake like yeah your grandma make pound cakes and stuff um but if you look at the logo it's like a dumbbell made out of pancakes so it's like pounds pancakes um so i i competed for about four or five years in the, um the mpc which is like the, the national governing body for bodybuilding and they have different categories like bodybuilding which is like the big guys like Arnold schwarzenegger lou Ferrigno, those type of guys and they have like men's physique which is like guys that wear swim trunks that are aesthetically mm. beautiful and, and good looking guys um i did that I'm not a bodybuilder. So I did the uh, men's physique. And when you compete 12 weeks before your first show, you have to start dieting. You have to start cutting down, pulling carbs, um, eating six times a day, doing fasting cardio 30 minutes every day. It's horrible. And the only only thing you want to do or the only thing that probably gets you through it is knowing that after that show, 13 weeks from that point, you can eat something like a pancake or something. Um, So... I train a lot of people. Um, so I, I train a chef and I was talking to her one day and I was like, man, I really want to develop my own line of protein pancakes. And so she was like, okay, we need to sit down and talk. She has a restaurant as well. So we met at her restaurant and we pulled all these ingredients. Um, and it was just like something you see on TV. It was like pancake A, B, C, D. Like I testing had, them out. I had my kids there. I had friends, family. 
and everybody will pick different pancakes, right? And then we will take the top two and then, you know, alter that a little bit until it was unanimous that this is the pancake. Everybody likes pancake B. And so we formulated that recipe and um, I kind of like started making them at her restaurant. Like she has big mixers and all that stuff. And I put them at my gym. I started putting them at the gym in these little to-go containers. You ever had like pho, like the soup? And yes. It, and it comes to you and it's like in a plastic container with a snap top. That's what I, I bought a whole case of those and put the little, I had a logo developed and uh, designed and I put the, the pound cake sticker on the top. And just, Those are the best people to test it on because those are the yeah, people that yeah. are yeah. working out. So it's, it was selling really well at my gym. Um, but the thing that I didn't re- uh, know and didn't realize what, what happened was almost 100% of my clients and members would come to me and say, hey, man, thank you. My kids are eating breakfast again. Like they love your pancakes. My kids love your pancakes. And I'm like, honestly, I wasn't thinking about kids. I was thinking about adults who want to eat pancakes and like don't feel guilty about eating one. Um, so I knew we were on to something. I was like, man, I think that we're on to something here. If the kids like them and the parents like them, it's kind of like, you know, made for adults, but you know. That's an extra benefit. Yeah. 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 So, um, fast forward after season two, um, I took on a partner, one of my, one of my members, good friend of mine, and we scrapped the whole design and we, um, invested into a design, a marketing company that rebranded it. We, we, uh, the packaging is different. And so we came out with this whole concept, new, new brand. It's called Pound Cakes. It's a, a plant-based protein uh, pancake mix. Um, and I, I'm the guy who shoots for the stars. I don't try to start small. I'm like, I'm shooting for the stars. So we sent a case of the Pound Cakes to the biggest supermarket chain in Louisiana. And... <laughs> I wrote a nice little letter, sent it to him, told him who I was, sent it. And there was one small component I forgot to put in the letter was my contact information. I put, it was so nice. I had every day, pound cake logo every day. The body was great. And the buyer liked it so much. She did her own research and like found out where we got it uh, mixed at, called the mixing plant. It's like, who's, who's pound cakes? And they gave her our information, then called me. She's like, man, you're hard to find. You didn't give me your contact information. She said, I love the packaging. She thought we were like on the market already. I was like, no, this is our first run. But I, I figured that, you know, we're local and we just want to go to the biggest chain here, which is you guys. And uh, so we're in all 65 stores right now in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi. So we started out with them and now we're trying to take over the rest of Louisiana and then we're going to go after like Amazon and Walmart, Publix and Kroger's and all those different places. Oh my God, that's a blessing. I feel like that was just, um, you know, even more of a sign to do it that she, you know, sought you out. So that took a lot just to find you. Um, So nutritionally is what I want to know. Like, what does the pancake have in it? Like, um, does it have like a certain amount of protein, like carbs? Like, tell the people yeah, what yeah, the yeah. elements so, and components. So, if you if it's a it's a um, it's a buttermilk pancake. So, if you just mix it with, it can be mixed. It's one to one ratio, right? So, if you mix a half a cup of our mix with a half a cup of water, milk, almond milk, I, I like to use Greek yogurt to make it thicker. Put a little water in it to make it like loose because it get more protein. Um, but if you just use milk. And in the in the mix, three pancakes will give uh, yield you about fifteen grams of protein. Um, so, uh, if you're accompanying that with 
like a sugar-free syrup, then you don't feel so guilty. You know, you feel yeah. like I'm not taking in all the sugar. Now it does have carbs. It's not, it's not like, um, it's not whole food ready. It's not gluten-free yeah. and all that stuff. I figure I want, I didn't want to compromise the taste of it. And then That's breakfast, because breakfast, if you're an active person, you can metabolize breakfast. Now, if I said eat pound cakes for dinner, then that can cause a huge uproar because at night is when you want to really pump the brakes on the carbs and all that because your, your metabolism slows down and you, you're about to go to sleep. And so you don't want to take in like the carbs at night. But like during the day, carbs kind of fuel you to go, you know. Um, so they aren't gluten free, but they are packed with protein and they taste delicious. And that's the biggest thing is like, it doesn't taste like a protein pancake. I don't know if you're familiar with protein pancakes, but- It's not good. Protein, anything, honestly, to me, is like, yeah. it's like sandy. It's like- yeah, it's dry. It's, the aftertaste is like, ugh, you know? Um, so these don't have that. They're, they're really good. And, so, uh, so with that being said, do you have a syrup that goes with these pancakes? Man, <laughs> uh, if you read my mind, I'm telling you. That, that's uh, one of our projects uh, that we want to do is want to have our like pound cake syrup, you know, and it's going to have protein in the syrup, but it's going to be, we're going to have like maple, we're going to have like, okay. this, you know, butter, uh, we're going to have like strawberry, like different Everything flavors. that goes along like with the yeah. pancakes. Yeah. So that's one of our um, products we want to add to it is like a, a protein sugar-free syrup that tastes good. So that's in the works probably about a, a year away. Um, but good idea though. See, yeah. And, and if you can, I would even say protein waffles. So that's another idea because, you oh, know, we have, yeah, we do that right now. Yeah. Like if you mix it, um, if you add eggs to it and mix it a little thicker than you would a pancake, you could put it right into a waffle iron and it comes oh, out a beautiful waffle. Yeah. that's what i find so hard about like eating healthy it's like i can do the salads i can do like the two yeah. vegetables and the meat but when it comes to breakfast i'm not an egg person and a lot right. of the healthy like the healthy breakfasts, it's either eggs or egg whites so yeah. and when you're craving something like bread when you first wake up it's like you gotta eat a smoothie or egg whites and i'm just not that kind of person so that's even though it's it may not be you know low carb but it's healthier than you would like a freaking pillsbury waffle or eggos right. which i'm used to eating anyway so it's the morning time um so you're going to metabolize and burn those carbs throughout the day, especially if you're active. Um, I wouldn't even say you have to like work out every day, but if you're an active person, you're not just sitting on the couch all day, then you're going to metabolize your breakfast. Um, and that's the most important meal of the day, actually, is your, is your breakfast. Like you have to eat breakfast to start your metabolism. So why not, if you like eating like pancakes or carb source type foods, why not make a waffle or a pancake. Yeah, and you could add like your chicken sausages. I definitely messed up some chicken sausages and like waffles. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the best thing to eat. Some food on the side. Yeah. 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 And are you selling the the mixes online? I know you said that you're going to try to get them on Amazon soon. Um, but like yeah. if you go to the website, are you selling the? Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, our website is eat eatpoundcakes.com. Eatpoundcakes.com. Yeah. Um. The website, we, we ship anywhere in the United States. So uh, eventually we're going to have 
that syrup on there. Um, and then we're, we're going to have like uh, merchandise, all kind of cool stuff. Um, we're going to have like coffee cups. We want to make it like a whole, like just a living thing by itself, you know, just like the Kodiak cakes. Kodiak is like um, pretty much the biggest brand out there for like protein pancake mix. And uh, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. You know, you find the big dog and you look at what they're doing and you try to just do your own thing, you know? Yeah, so put like a twist on it. Yeah. And then you can also yeah. also like um, experiment with different pancake mixes. Just like you said, you can make waffles with it. You can try to make like biscuits with it. Um, bread is just, or bread-like substances are just something that you can, it's versatile. So that's yeah. awesome. My chef um, is going to make a, uh, next year she's going to make a king cake out of it. Listen, uh, I heard that Marty, we're going to ask you about Marty Gras later, but that's a good idea. Um, so you also have first team apparel, yeah. right? Okay. Tell us how, how is that going? Well, we have to put the brake, pump the brakes on first team and not, not to our liking, but you know, we, we had a manufacturer that we became, well, the owner, we became friends with him and, you know, we're from the, from the South. And we thought like, you know, a handshake was solid and, you know, that alternative motives as far as like, you know, helping us out. And uh, so we filmed, we, we launched the brand um, on the show. You saw the fashion show and all that stuff. Yeah. And we started getting all this traction and momentum, you know, um, we started like sending them like the POs for all the orders. We had the website up and everything, people ordering stuff. And we were sending the POs for everything. And we had a conversation and he, they were like, you know, they didn't like the fact that their company wasn't mentioned on the show. Right. So I'm like, I don't control editing. What, what doesn't make the show? What doesn't. Bravo talks to him. He, they sign waivers and everything just in case we use your, your name, your company's name, because they have this. Um, they did, He developed this no stink solution that you can put on clothes it will never stink right i'm like you can wear a shirt for a year if you don't get it dirty put it in your locker i swear to you i've done it and so they were doing our and they deal mainly with the military so we was going to do sportswear using their application and they didn't mention them on the show i talked about it we filmed about it you know and so Long story short, we started sending them POs. They stopped returning our calls. We had to refund everybody their money back. And uh, oh, no. so we had to do our due diligence and find another reputable manufacturer, which was in Asia, of course. Um, we found a manufacturer that manufactures for Adidas, uh, Lululemon, Nike. And we had all these, you know, prototypes being done. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> so... They shut down because it's in you know in China, so that's kind of like in the holding pattern right now. Um, yeah, but you have so many different things you know going on that obviously you'll come back to that. But at least you have these other things going. Yeah, it was unfortunate what happened because you know it's the last thing I want to do is show something to the world that I've been working on and then not be able to follow through. So I'm big on you know, following through on things, and that was beyond my control. You know, I couldn't make my own clothing and we put all our faith in eggs in one basket. So that was a life lesson there, too. You know, you put all your faith in into one thing. And if that doesn't work out, you know, you left with your pants yeah. around your ankles. You know, so we have to figure that out. But it's coming back. 
Yeah, well, you yeah. guys, you got the pound cake. You got the serve coming soon, and we can wait for the apparel, you know? <laughs> Aaron is, like, excited about this, like, pancake I'm, stuff. I'm very excited. I'm going to send y'all some. <laughs> listen, <laughs> don't say that, because we're going to follow up. <laughs> we're, we will sure. make yeah, Send me y'all address. I got you. Yes. Um, okay, so now we get into some other things, but we just want to make sure our listeners know, please support Barry, support this Black business. Um Thank you so much for telling us about your businesses. And I think that there were a lot of lessons there, even uh, without you knowing, like about metabolism, breakfast is the most important yeah. meal of the day and all of these different things. So that's awesome mm-hmm. that we got into that. Um, now, Mardi Gras, there was no like official Mardi Gras this year. Mm-hmm. I know it's definitely like kind of depressing, but what I saw online is that some of the community came together and they actually like um, instead of the Mardi Gras floats, they like put decorations in front of their houses and things like that. So tell me how it is being in Nolens and there's no Mardi Gras. Right. I, I think the world knows that, you know, um, since Hurricane Katrina, that New Orleans is a resilient city. It's like you're not going to put your thumb on top of them, of us. And, and we're going to find a way to, to have a party, you know. So um, Mardi Gras was canceled. Now, I'll be honest with you. I grew up here. It's not my favorite holiday because I'm the one who's always dropping. I got to drop my wife off. She rides in like, to me, rides in maybe two or three parades a year. Sometimes yeah. Grand Marshal. So I'm the one who's fighting traffic to drop her off, fighting traffic to get home, fighting traffic to take the kids to see her, <laughs> fighting traffic to get home, and then fighting traffic to pick her up. and fight tra- So I'm like Uber. And I, I'm like, so I'm constantly, I'm always in a bad mood doing Mardi Gras because there's always traffic everywhere. So, I mean, I feel bad for the people who really love Mardi Gras and the people who want to come to New Orleans and experience the city. Um, I feel bad for them. I really do. Because, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Mardi Gras, but I don't want to see it go away. You know, yeah, it's you respect there. it. I, I, yeah, I respect it. Um, and, you know, people came in town for Mardi Gras this year and, you know, they were, in, they got, they were, they were for a big surprise because the, the mayor she, um, closed all the bars. All the bars were closed from like Friday, I think, Friday before Mardi Gras to Ash Wednesday. So five days, there were no bars, no nightclubs open. It was just restaurants. So people who still came into town just want to experience, you know, Bourbon Street and the French Quarter and, you know, go to, you know, these different places that they've heard about, you know, closed. So I felt bad about that. I really did. Um, but it is what it is. And like I said, the city will bounce back. There's a, um, the biggest company here that makes all the clothes is called Blaine Kern. Um, so I think we started a new tradition here. Like, I think regardless of Mardi Gras happening or not, people are going to do house floats because mm-hmm. along the parade routes, like on St. Charles and magazine and all these very like affluent areas where there's like really beautiful homes, Blaine Kern design like, House floats. And man, if you saw the pictures, I don't know if you, yeah. can, you can probably look it up online, but you can tell these, some of these people spent ten, twenty thousand dollars on like there's like actual props from like Bacchus and Demian, like these big huge floats. There's actual pieces of those floats, like that's such a strong houses. like sense of community and a beautiful thing to see. And you know, just yeah. looking it's at the pictures online, it, it obviously New Orleans is a tight knit city. And yeah. you guys will like always bounce back from it. But it was just, it forces people to get creative in other ways yeah. that, you know, I never thought 
that I see, and you know, you being a local, you probably already knew that they were going to find some way to party. Find a way. So. I knew it was going to be a fight. Speaking <laughs> like, like second lines or Mardi Gras Indians going to do secret, like, you know, get together places. You can't stop it. It's just hard to. And I don't think, like, I don't think that really the law enforcement wants to enforce that because they are part of yeah. the city too. You know, they grew up going to see the Mardi Gras Indians and, you know, things like that in second line. So they, they don't really want to be that enforcer either, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it became a huge thing with the house floats. You don't have to spend that kind of money. I'm just saying on those parade routes, people with a lot of money, they've done that. But like, and even in the, like the regular neighborhoods, they sell, you go to the supermarket, they have like Mardi Gras decorations now for your house. Like they have for like Christmas and Halloween. Now- Yeah, you know, like they added it to like that official holiday. Yeah. So now it's like Mardi Gras lights you put on your house and, uh, you know, decals for Mardi Gras. So, you know, you drive down a regular old neighborhood, you'll see like Mardi Gras decorations. So it's a pretty cool thing, you know, to see that. And it just shows the resiliency of, of New Orleans and why I can never move. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> I love the South. People here are very welcoming. It's a very eclectic mix of people. You know, every, every pocket of the city is a different type of people and they all inviting, you know. Yes, and now we're going to get into our favorite part of the podcast. We finally get to ask you about the show. Um, I think that I want to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. Have you heard like an official answer from Bravo if you guys are canceled or if you guys are possibly coming back? What is going on with the production of Southern Charm New Orleans? If I knew I could I would tell you, like, seriously, um, you know, when Southern Charm Savannah was canceled, it was canceled. It was like, you get a, they, right. everybody a definite answer. Boom, it's canceled. Um, I can honestly say um, we, we keep in touch with our producers um, and every now and then they'll swoop in and, and tell us stuff, but it just hasn't been picked up for season three. There's a difference between being canceled and not picked up. Right. Um, and then there was rumors, um, you know, hey, you may be filming, we may be greenlit and filming in the summer, which already passed. Nothing happened. So, um, and the good thing about it is, the only bright side is anything that's of significance that happens in either, in our lives, bravo.com picks it up. You know, Reagan, Ooh. Reagan's pregnant. She's pregnant, yeah. And bravotv.com, you know, posted about it. So, that's kind of like, hmm, that's a good sign. And then the fact that they called uh, for Tamika and I to be on the show about the amplifier the voices. Yeah, like the all these people are active Bravo celebrities on this on this panel. And it's, it's Tamika and I, who we had filmed in over a year, but they called us. And John Moody. John Moody yes, was on there Lord. as well. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you know, those those little hints and signs let us know that, you know. It's not canceled. It's just not picked up yet. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, when everything opens back up, you know, if everybody hasn't already moved on to other projects, you know, because John is training. I don't know if you watch him. I know y'all follow John Moody. I, I sure do. Yeah, he's training hard. You know, he's trying to get on this reality show um, called The Challenge on MTV. You know, oh, so you, you, you yeah. know, you compete for. I don't watch. I don't watch a lot of TV, as you can tell. I'm either watching sports or I'm sitting down watching. Disney or Game of Thrones, I was late to the party on that. So I've been like, <laughs> binging it. Like, did you see that episode? Yeah. Man. 
Um, I said it too. I said I believe that Bravo should come up with their own version of the challenge because I feel like you and John would both be a great fit for the show. Yeah. I, I mean, we, and it like one of our friends, Whitney from Southern Charm Charleston, he was like, he would come here when we were filming. He was one of our executive producers. Yeah. He like, Man, he said, y'all the only show on Bravo where the men are freaking built like Jack, like everybody works out. Like they all would come to my gym. Justin, Jeff, John Moody, you know, we all worked out, you know, so we're all in shape, you know. Um, and he was like, man, you don't see that on like Bravo TV shows. Like usually the husbands are like older guys, a lot of money, that's the housewife type concept, you know. Yeah. He said, but Southern Charm, which is really male heavy, really the only two um, stars. Like it's the, equally you know, balanced with, with, with like, like you guys uh, have men and women. You know, and then all the rest was us, me, Jeff, John, Justin, um, so it, it was a, just a different type of dynamic for a Bravo show in, in the fact that, you know, we were all friends before the show, you know, basically it stemmed from Tamika, the queen bee and all of her friends, you know, so we were friends before the show we had hit a lot of turbulence during filming and, but we're still friends to this day. Um, so it's not like the whole, you know, take six type A women that don't know each other, put them in a room together. They all have money. And that's housewives. You know, they all fight and they form alliances. It was never that. You know, so I think we brought a, a different dynamic to to Bravo. I, I think it was like, um, honestly, in my opinion, it was kind of hard to put us in a box. Like, what are they? Because, you know, I hate to say it, but like most shows on Bravo are really segregated. It's all Persian. It's all black. It's all white. It's got to be all something. You know, got to be the majority of something. We were just a good cast. White, black, straight, gay, married, single. We had it all, you know, and we had the drama and it was real. It may have been amplified because it was TV, but it was real drama. You know, um, I don't lose my temper and I lost my temper and that was real. <laughs> and people who know me was like, man, I've never seen you mad. You said that was real. I was like, yeah, that was real. Like, I just got really mad. It's like, and, you know, you're filming 10, 12 hours a day, yeah. you know, and not sleeping enough and you're not like me, you're not working out enough and you feel like oh, I'm missing out because I'm so you, you have those different emotions and they come out on TV. You kind of forget that you're filming, you know, and th those things happen. But we haven't been canceled. We just haven't been picked up. You heard it here. Yes. You guys have not been canceled. You haven't been picked up. And in addition to, you know, possibly like if you guys do come back, obviously we, we are gunning for you to come back on Bravo, but they can also put y'all on Peacock. I don't know if you heard of the streaming service Peacock. That's where they're bringing back Real Housewives of Miami. So it's like, wherever you guys go, we're going to watch. Uh -huh. And <laughs> I hope that you guys, you know, um, continue to watch the show, continue to tell Bravo how much you love the show. And, you know, um, go back to our duo podcast with Amanda from It's All Happening, where we sit down and we dissect why we love the show so much. Just as Barry just said, we've been telling yeah. you guys, if you haven't watched it, it's the perfect mix of, you know, friends who are genuinely friends, um, not forced drama, black, white, straight, gay. And also what we liked is that you guys had the hard conversations on camera right. before this whole Black Lives Matter movement, because it's like, that's exactly what's happening. You know, um, it's just amplified now. But, you know, there were so many different lessons on, you know, the whole thing with Hunter possibly getting a ticket and being stopped by the police. Yeah. All of this happened before, yeah. you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. And that's what we love about the show.
Yeah, and on top of that, you know, we had six main characters, but the seventh character was New Orleans. Like, New Orleans is its the own city itself. It's, it's beautiful. And I, when I tell you, like, every pocket of the city is a different type of people, and you're going to get a different vibe, but they're all very inviting. As long as you like the Saints, you're good to go, you know? Um, <laughs> This, this city is its own character. And I think people really love to see the B-roll of like the city, you know, like the different areas and stuff like that. Um, so it's not many cities that have its own character like that. It could be its own character in the show. So I think that's what, you know, really compelled a lot of people to watch us. Um, we, we had, the numbers were great as far as the viewership. I think um, we were like probably one of the highest rated shows, first year shows on Bravo as far as like, amount of viewers per episode. So we had all the numbers, you know, so I don't know, maybe we, maybe we raised the bar too high. And so the next <laughs> season was the same numbers and they said, y'all didn't go up, but we already set the bar too high at the first season. Maybe we should start out with 300 viewers, 300,000 per episode. And it's and got up to 2 million. So it's a lot, you know, it's Hollywood. They can call tomorrow after seeing this. And like, you know what? Let's, let's Listen, we've been gunning for y'all to come back. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> one day. stories, you know, like everybody has stuff going on, you know. Because yeah. So, who I, do you guys go ahead, Aaron? Oh, I was gonna say I think Barry said it best too because I think it's like one of the only shows on Bravo that really have I feel authentic relationships. You know, as, as you said, you guys already knew each other. You guys already established relationships. So I think that's great versus the housewife formula where they put all the women in the room and they just like cut the cameras on. And then it's like, oh, I kind of know her or, oh, right. we kind of went to high school together, you know, but they don't really know each other. Right. No shade to um, Salt Lake, but you know. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's no shade to the housewife no. shows because I've met a lot of them. I like them. But the, the whole formula from the producers that we have, some of them produce those shows. And they, and they say the formula is six type A women that all have money and they type A. You put them in a, in, on a, a cast together and there's going to be drama, period. Yeah. That's the formula. So we didn't have that. But we do have like type A people on our cast. So we had our own you know, inner struggles and, you know, you saw it, it all played out on TV. And, and also like the other not to shade the other southern charm because you know we watch it we cover it but you know the latest season wasn't all that good the past few seasons haven't really been all that good but i'm just so glad that they're answering the race issue and bringing in people of color on their cast and it's just like hey y'all already got the winning formula so just bring the show back have everyone come back to new orleans film and just really give the viewers what they want and also what Bravo is pushing for because Bravo has made changes um, to their casting which is really what we wanted and we love that but we just also just want this show back so bad so just keep um, flooding them with, with messages keep flooding them with messages <laughs> Southern Charm Nola. Yeah. so who do you talk who do you guys talk to like out of the people that um, you filmed with who you talk to the most who you see the most me, um, it used to be John. It used to be John Moody, because um, he, you know, he's a workout freak like me. He's like, he's the younger version of what I used to be, like in my twenties. Like, I eat whatever I want and just rip the shreds. I'm the old bull. He was the young bull. He worked out at my gym every day, so I saw John the most. My gym closed down, you know, and then he's been in LA a lot, you know, doing stuff like paying for like actors and stuff. So he's been spending like he's like. I can't say by coastal because we're not on the coast, but he's back and forth a lot. 
So I think Justin and I talk the most. Justin and I talk the most. Um, we talk at least probably every day, actually. Either it's a text or we always send people each other funny DMs, like, you know, uh, these different Instagram Memes sites, like stuff. the gym people, like doing stupid stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so I think Justin and I talk the most out of all yeah. everybody on the cast. So my homegirl wants to know, is John Moody single? John Moody could say it best. John Moody dates himself. <laughs> I think his, I think, uh, I don't know if he is, falls into Generation Z or whatever. I think that whole generation doesn't really believe in commitment as far as to like want to be tied down to one person. It's like, it's just free, free to be, so to say, you know, like. Amazing. They have, an, they have a, an agreement. Hey, we just cool. We hang out. You have friends. I have friends. Whatever. We cross paths. We cross paths. So they have that whole. That's a different dynamic from old school people like us, like me at least. I'm almost fifty. Um, so to answer your question, I hadn't talked to him in, in a while. He called me like two weeks ago when he came in from L.A. and he said he was coming to see my new place, but he didn't come. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. He he gets sidetracked. He's but busy. I don't think he's dating. I think he's single. You know, amazing. He lived his best life. Let's just put it like that. Well, interesting. Yeah, your homegirl knows now. So yeah, I'll tell my homegirl. You know, he's single. I don't think he's if he he's dating somebody. I don't think it's like a committed relationship because Tamika will find out. She's like FBI. (laughs) (laughs) So we saw that Reagan is pregnant. That's so um, amazing. We also saw that Jeff got remarried. So everyone has like. You guys started businesses. Tamika has gotten a promotion in her job. So it's like the storylines are also there. John yeah. Moody is on um, Sisters on BET. And as you said, he's doing his yeah. painting and his things in LA. So it's just like the, the formula has been there and it's still there. And like, there's even more to dig into. So that's like, so. Yeah. So amazing. Bravo, what are you waiting that's for? That's about three or four more seasons right there. Literally, yeah. because some some things are just long and drawn out, and it's only one storyline. But there's so many different things going on right now yeah. that the cameras need to freaking be there. So, yeah. and, and the good thing is, like, people relate to certain characters on the show, you know. So it's like, exactly, I love Tamika. Going, yeah, so all these different stories going on, and people kind of like, uh, you know, identify with that, and then oh, I like this guy, you know, and they start following their story more. So yeah, I think that like. It's like the movie Crash. It's like all these moving parts. It's like yeah. all these different multiple stories, but they all link to I one thing, movie, yes. which is Tamika, pretty much, because she's like the center she's of the everywhere. show. Like, I follow her, yeah. her on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how she has this much energy, like, to go from, like, a friend's birthday to wake up and do, like, the the news and then come home, celebrate with her daughter, like, the amazing news that she got into the high school of her choice, as we discussed earlier. And yeah. then it was just, like, where does she even, when does she sleep? How does she get this time? <laughs> like She's, she's very detail-oriented. I'm telling you, she's very detail-oriented. I mean, she has, like, you look at her phone, she has, like, 30 alarms. And like she'll meet a friend for lunch, and the alarm goes off. That means she has to leave to get to the uh, meeting with her uh, her people about oh, wow. a project she's working on. And so she knows, even at night, you know, she gets up at you know two thirty in the morning to to be on on TV by four thirty. She knows we could be watching a movie. She knows, oh, I'm out, gotta go to bed. So she's very <laughs> detail oriented. She came from you know a background of uh, you know 
professional dance background when she was over like, you know, hundreds of girls for Super Bowl halftime shows. So she's not, yeah. you know how to orchestrate a crowd, you know? So she's very disciplined. Yeah. So orchestrating the six of us on the show was, was like a piece of cake for her. So easy. Oh my God. Yeah. She's such a queen. Can you tell her that we said hi to Yes, please. I will. <laughs> Okay, so the last thing that we want to ask is a little fun question before we move on to the Patreon, which is exclusive. So y'all sign up for the Patreon. Um, who would you add to your cast of Southern Charm New Orleans if you could add someone to your cast? Who would I add? To yeah, it can be a celebrity. It can be someone uh, that's yeah, not a celebrity. Anybody. Like anyone that you would add to the mix, ideally, who would you add? Man, that's a good question. Listen, that's what we're here for. <laughs> you have to be from the South? Uh, no, it just can be any celebrity. It can be anybody, that, you know, like anyone. It can even be a fictional character, honestly, if you want. Like, just add somebody <laughs> and throw them in there to sell and charm knowledge. <laughs> Man, that's a hard question. <laughs> trying to think what celebrity would be like. And I think it would have to be somebody funny. Like, because you know we have a we're we're pretty funny we have our own little quirkiness um, but none of us are like downright comedians unless you talk about John and, and Justin how they always you know going back and forth you know but yeah. John went to the same high school so it was all black um, Catholic school here called Saint Augustine and they went to the same school not the same years but the same school yeah. and, and and you know I don't know if you're familiar but like you like people like to do the dozen and like bag on each other when it's all male school especially all black males so that's what like when John talks. They have the caption at the bottom because everybody's like, Why? he's mumbling. And so Justin to come in like, well, what John is really saying is. <laughs> when he gets to translate it, it was a good I bit. I think it have to be like a dynamic duo. Um, like, so you're adding two people to it. What two yeah, let's add have? Kevin Hart and The Rock. Oh, yeah. yeah like they, they're good in their movies. They have that good. <laughs> even in their Yeah, like they continue even outside of the movies to have like that good chemistry, the hilarious chemistry. Like they mock each other. Yeah. So. Um, and that, that's John and, and Justin. That was our comic relief right there. John and Justin. Every now and then, Jeff Charleston will say something smart about John and step out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that it would have to be like two people, like comedian type people. You know, I feel like I would definitely add Aaron. You think about what two celebrities or people that you would want, but I think I'm gonna add Will Smith and Jada Pinkett to it, so they can be like a, a power <laughs> couple, like you and Tamika, and then Will Smith oh. also hilarious. And then I feel like I don't know something about. I think it's because Girls Trip was filmed in New Orleans, so right. that's what I'm thinking to add Jada. Pinkett it'll it'll be like a real entanglement of stories. <laughs> I would say I would say Boris Kojo and Nicole Ari Parker. Oh, I love them. Well, well, Tamika's actually friends with them. That's funny that you said that. See, um, so <laughs> you're like, look at what I done. Yeah. Boris and Tamika both um, were like um, the MCs for an event in Homa, Louisiana, for the uh, NAACP awards, and. Uh, it was Boris Kojo and Tamika. They were the, the MCs. You know so. what's so funny? I was actually going to say, I feel like you would probably be really good friends with them just because your personalities are kind of like they would mesh well together. Just seeing them mm-hmm. on their reality show and when they do like the little get to know me events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met him. I met him because I went to the actual event. Um, very nice guy. And I think Tamika met, I don't know how she met 
his wife. I don't know if it's through him or probably Essence. <laughs> Essence. Tamika's in the background. She's correcting me. Essence Fest. She, she, uh, <laughs> oh my God, Tamika. We got a guest appearance, a guest correction <laughs> by Tamika. Amazing. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> well, um, we want to thank you so much for letting the people know what's going on with Southern Charm New Orleans. It's not canceled, you guys. And thank you for letting us know about your um you know, the Fit Pro Factory and your protein pancakes. So you guys definitely check that out and support. Keep watching the show. Keep streaming the show. Keep telling Bravo what you want. And thank you so much, Barry. Can you tell the people where to find um, your businesses, like on Instagram and your Instagram handle or any websites or anything else that you want to advertise? Yeah, so I can make it simple for you. I have a link tree. So if you go to um, my Instagram, which is, the real B Smith, like T H E, real B Smith. Um, you click on my profile, the link tree, and it has everything I do. You can just click on it, like pound cakes, first team, fit pro, um, everything. Thank you so much. Um, so we're going to head to the Patreon where we'll talk about things not related to Bravo. So subscribe to patreon.com slash Bravo Wild Black. And also, if you're listening to this, I am doing social media right now for The Dip. So please follow at The Dip. That's T-H-E-D-I-P-P. I'm making memes. I'm taking surveys. Please support that because that's something new that I'm doing. And I really appreciate you guys. Aaron, uh, we can just end it. Mm-hmm.